Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. My name is Dean, and thanks for tuning in, listening this month. It is the month of February, and I hope your new year is running well and strong for you. In today's topic, I want to talk to you about the power of solitude. And that is not a subject we hear taught a lot. That's not something that is is maybe a part of your or or your daily routine. But, you know, when we look at the life of Jesus uh, throughout the Gospels, we continually see himself separating himself from the crowds and going to the mountains to pray. In Mark chapter 1, it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And so I want to talk about the power of solitude and how it works and, and, and the value that it can have in our lives. But I think one of the things that happens is uh, uh, we can get, uh, my friend Pastor Brady Boyd wrote a book called Addicted to Busy. And it's easy for us to get drawn into that fast-paced going kind of culture. We have fast food. It's not, we don't choose to eat it because it's so highly nutritional. We eat it because it's fast. And so that adrenaline gets pumping and, and we just get going so fast through our day and we end up becoming the Marthas of busy in the kitchen of ministry versus maybe the Mary that is coming to the feet of Jesus and saying, hey, I just want to hang out and fellowship with you. Um, uh, Kierkegaard said this. He said, the press of busyness is like a charm. It, its power swells. It reaches out seeking always to lay hold of ever younger victims so that childhood or youth are scarcely allowed the quiet, and the retirement in which the eternal may unfold a divine growth. What was he saying? He's saying that busyness destroys our relationship with God, and it makes it less than it was supposed to be. Carl Jung said this, hurry is not the devil, hurry is the devil. That we run hard and fast and strong. And so that busyness distorts our reality. That busyness causes us to misplace our priorities. And then we end up with not just a, a disordered schedule. We end up hurry. And that hurry and scurry causes a disordered heart. That our priorities get out of line. And, and we're just rushing from, from one meeting to the next and, and another, another appointment and prepare and study and, and our lives just get too busy. So I'm going to talk to you real quickly about solitude. I just want to give you some insights. Not going to take a long time today. Thanks for listening and joining in. Well, what is solitude? Solitude is a purposeful unplugging from the people the pressures and the distractions of the world so that God can retune our hearts, mind, and emotions. It's that giving ourselves permission to do nothing, giving ourselves permission to rest. You know, we're, we're all attached to our electronic devices. And one of the things we've learned is they all need recharging. And there's, there's not a fast 
fast way to recharge our phone. We have to plug it in, we have to lay it on the charger, and we have to allow that to regain its strength and its, and its charge. And that is the same thing that happens in that place of solitude, that we come to that place of what I would call it's a, a furnace of transformation. That'd be the first thing as way I would classify it. The solitude is a furnace of transformation. It's the one place where we gain freedom from the forces of society that otherwise relentlessly mold and shape us. That we're saying, I'm going to get out of the grind. I'm going to pull away from the business of life. And I, and I want that furnace of transformation of what God is doing in me and through me. Secondly, Scripture teaches us that it's in times of solitude is where we get to know God. I love Psalms 46.10 that says, Be still and know that I am God. It says in Psalms 4.4, Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Some of my favorite times, depending on if you're a morning person, a late night person, some of my favorite times are if I can't go to sleep at night, man, the lights are out. I'm not going to sleep, but I'll lay there and just have that, that inward time and that, that inward conversation with God, that, that prayer time. And, and sometimes it's not me doing anything, but just saying, God, minister to me, talk to me, fill me. A lot of times in the mornings, I'll wake up before the alarm goes off, and, and I, I know I could get up, but it's just that time that I just say, hey, God, I'm here, and I just I pray that you would give me what I need for the day, and it's just basking in his presence as he works in our lives. Thirdly, without solitude, it's easy to forget our identity. That too many times our identity is, is wrapped around our busyness. That we're known as the get or done person. We're known as the, the, the walking fast paced person. And that solitude helps us to remember that our identity is not in what we accomplish. That our identity is who we are in Jesus Christ. Fourthly, solitude helps us reconnect with our priorities and our values. I, I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a doer, I'm a goer, and I'm a getter, and, and I know this, that if my wife Kim, if, if I'm busy and I come home and I go, I got to work on this, and if she's like, hey, okay, that's cool, um, if, she doesn't, if she doesn't say, you know, hey, time out, stop, I need some me time, I can all too easily just keep going and going. But when I'm intentional about pulling back, intentional about those times of solitude, it reminds me of what is the most important in life. And you've been going strong here for a couple days. Leave the office early tomorrow. Um, this week is, is an interesting one that, that I've been I'm working on a writing project. And uh, last night, I, I think I went to bed about 3 a.m. And, and was up about 8 a.m. And I got about five hours. Well, here's what I realized. Come tomorrow, I need to unplug. I'm going to get out of the office a little bit early today that I've probably done close to 50 hours, uh, 50, 60 hours easy. And it's, you know, it's, it's only midweek. And so we got, we, we have to process and, and move through that. Um, it, it truly helps us remember what is the most important when we get to that quiet place. Number five, solitude shifts us from people-pleasing mode back into God-pleasing mode. 
You know, we're always like, yes, I can do that, and sure, I'll help there. But I want it, that place of solitude is where we're coming into the presence of God and we're saying, God, I just want to rest. I just want to draw upon you, and I want to please you in my words, in my actions, and my attitudes. It's in times of solitude that I found that we're refreshed by God's love. Just that affirming love of the Father. And one of my favorite things I like to do in that quiet place, in that secret place, is, is I always just love to ask God this question. I'll say, God, do you love me? And then I'll listen to in, in my heart. And then here's my favorite question, why? God, why do you love me? And, and I love it when he just affirms me, when it feels like he wraps his arms of love around me and just says, I'm here for you. I'm on your side. I'm working in your behalf. Number seven, solitude reminds us that we are a child of God first and a servant of God second. I alluded to it just a moment ago. It's so easy to, to get wrapped around the work of the ministry and forget that, that we're not just a servant of God, but we're truly his child and we're valued and we're esteemed. And it's in that place of solitude that that connection of father and son or father and daughter, that we find that connection and our value as a child of God and not based upon what we're doing for God, but based upon our position of who we are. Number eight, times of solitude renews our mind as we reflect on God's word. Um, Psalms 119 says, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statues. It's in those times that we just we just mull, we meditate, we contemplate on the scriptures and the promises of God that ignites our faith, transforms our mind, and, and keeps us walking that those that our, our footsteps are walking in the footsteps of the Lord, and we're walking down the center of his will. Number nine, solitude refreshes our heart as God refills us with those things that we need. You know, ministry is, is giving our heart to others. It's, a, it's, it's reaching into what we have inside and, and emptying our cup that we might minister and, and we might give of ourselves to help others uh, be successful in their life and, and to encourage and to motivate them. It says in Acts 3.19, it says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins might be wiped out. And I love these next words. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Just that, it's that gentle summer rain that, that waters the earth, that, that refreshes, that renews and revives, that it's in that place of solitude that we can reflect. And lastly, solitude is about doing nothing while we allow God to do something in our heart. To say it's okay to do nothing, and I think as leaders, sometimes we feel guilty if we're not doing, if we're not going, if we're not being, and there's that place that we set that time aside to say, I am here, and I'm not going to do anything, and here's what I have found. More sermon ideas, more great inspirational thoughts come, not when I'm trying to on my laptop and trying to, to navigate a, a catchy, a clever sermon title or, or laying out a sermon series, 
it's in that quietness of where I just let my heart rest that that's where I begin to hear those God-inspired ideas and, and the, 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 the inspiration from the Holy Spirit. And so here's what I do. I don't simply just jump back into work mode and go, oh, that's great. I keep on my, my phone, on my notes, that I'll have sermon ideas. I'll keep another page of, of ideas, creative ideas for the church. And I just simply hit hit Siri and talk and record those things. And then I, I save those that when I'm coming back, that I can go back and draw upon those, those times of refreshing where the Lord was speaking to me and giving me those ideas. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter six. He said, but when you pray, he said, go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. It says, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. We need to come and dwell under the shadow of the most high. We need to fellowship in that secret place of the most high and have those times where we're coming to God, not Lord, I, I, I need you to help us with our church budget and not Lord, I've, I've got a member in the hospital, but we are coming just to hang out with him and say, God, I'm here to fellowship. I just want to express my heart of love and gratitude unto you. I love Isaiah 40 and verse 31. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, shall recharge their batteries, would be our modern day translation. It says, they will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Let's be intentional this month about finding a place of solitude. Whether you're an early morning person before the rest of the house gets up, before the, the phone starts going off or the text starts coming in, if you're that early morning person, take advantage of that time. Maybe you're like me and it's a late night person. Everyone is in bed, nobody's calling, nobody's texting, nobody's emailing at the time I'm in. Everything is, is off and I'm able to have that time of reflection and that time of, of recharging, that time just to spend in God's presence. Tap into the power of solitude this month. Hey, thanks for listening. I want to encourage you to check out deanhawk.com. All of my sermon resources are free and available for you. Take them, make them better, do whatever you want with them. Preach them, make them their make them your own. It comes with my personal notes, the sermon outline, the PowerPoint presentation that you can use and utilize in ProPresenter, the sermon video bumpers and promos and graphics and all of those things, the fill in the blank handouts, that is all available for you for free. As I know, some of you are, are, are tent makers and you're, you're pulling off your 40 or 50 hour a week job and then you're going and you're pastoring your church on top of all those responsibilities. I want to help you and get you a jump start in that study and preparation. Of course, you're going to add your own stories. You're going to add your own uh, wonderful insights. You're going to make it your own and just just, uh, we just want to bless you and help you. If you have any questions, please email me, dean at rockfamilychurch.com. I'd love to answer those, whether it's in person, uh, responding back to you, or maybe it'll inspire a subject for our leadership podcast. I hope you'll share this podcast with any of your ministry friends. Get it out there. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.